The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is mosaic shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Well, welcome back to the Mosaic Garden. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. I've been very busy in the gardens this last week, um, creating a lot of art. Uh, The studio tour is happening at the end of the month over Labor Day weekend, where um, I get people who come in and get to see the art in the garden. And it's a really um, special time in Moab to be part of that. So that's where I've been in in the creating mode for the last week. It's been a lot of fun. I also did a, a cello I talked to you about a few weeks ago that I donated to the music festival. You can go on and see that at www.moabmusicfestival.org slash instrument art auction. And it will also be on my site, and I'll have a link to that where you can go in. There's some really beautiful instruments on display there from local artists, and the money is all going to the Beacon program, which just helps kids in the school who need rental equipment that can't afford it. So it's a really great thing to contribute to. So be, um, be sure to go check that out and look at that. So um, we've been on the radio here for 11 weeks talking about the uh, new creating of, of, of new life stories. And I've been walking you along the medicine wheel, teaching you how to plant seeds, how to pull out weeds, and how the tools to help your garden grow. And we're talking about your garden of life, of course. And the four elements to creating an inspired life is what I've been teaching. And the first one is awareness. And that is in the direction of the north on the medicine wheel, which has been serpent shedding your skin. And it's the earth element. These um, has been about awareness to decide what it is you want, knowing that maybe what you don't have right now is something that you have to learn to obtain and get to. And that awareness is the planting of the seed. It's the vision we've been talking about out in the future, where you want to go, where you're working towards. That each step you take today makes you closer to that. It's been giving the brain directions to follow, knowing that you wish to change. We've had mapping and writing, all sorts of tools and exercises I've given you to shed light on your thoughts so you can follow your thoughts and see where they're going. We've also talked about education, which is in the, in the west on the medicine wheel. That is jaguar. It's the element of the wind. It's the courage. It's um, being able to track your thoughts and learn where they're going. 
um, learning to discern between those things that bring fear into your life that are real, such as putting your hand in a fire or jumping off a cliff that will kill you, between the things that appear to be something to be afraid of that will grow you, such as going out and trying something new. Um, I have been growing a lot along with you. It's been an amazing journey to be here and grow. Um, Getting on the radio has opened up a whole lot of opportunities, including the book that I'm writing, which is about these four elements of, um, of enlightenment to move into an enlightened life and the ability to go in a couple of months here to, 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 to meet Jack Canfield and look at how to move forward with my process of creating um, a healing center and a book about this. And the book is talking about the four awarenesses, um, the awareness of moving of serpent, the awareness of education, which is what I just talked about in the West. And the third element of creating an inspired life is action. This is in the direction of the north. It is hummingbird, the ancestors, and it is the element of fire. It's the follow-through. It's the getting off the couch and doing something. It's the creating, now I know that I have something I want to change. I have an awareness of that, and I've reached out for the education. In the education part, I brought people on here to share their gifts with you. I've helped you go learn to where to go to to find the, the resources to change. And now we are in this direction of action, doing something, moving forward. What gifts have you learned from your ancestors and those things that will help you move forward and those things that are now time to release? And as we talk today, um, we're going to be talking about past lives. And we've all had past lives, whether you believe that you were born into a different form in this life on this earth and um or if you just believe that you are in this lifetime you have past lives yesterday was a past life you went to bed you woke up and things are different everything changes you're in a different position than you were as a baby you're in a different position you were as perhaps a teenager if you're if you've moved through that so we're going to talk today about past lives and those gifts and lessons that our ancestors brought. So we're in the, the third element of inspiration, the third direction of the medicine wheel into the north. And we're going to talk about um, finishing and letting go of conversations that we needed to finish up. And we've talked a little bit about that, but we're going to talk a little more about it. So there's conversations that you didn't finish with somebody, someone you need to go and write a letter to and um, perhaps not give that letter to them, but look at it and burn it and look at what you needed to learn from that. As I've been looking at my ancestors this week and um, going up, there's four directions in Moab that I go into when I do a hike weekly that takes me into these four directions on the medicine wheel. And so when I'm up in the direction of the north with the hummingbirds, And knowing that hummingbird teaches me where to go to get nectar. Who do I go to to learn from? And it also teaches me to look at what my ancestors brought in that might have moved me forward. And I'm always talking about moving forward because that's the direction I want to keep you going is towards your vision. So when I go into hummingbird, um, I look at 
the messages that came to me in my lifetime on this earth, this time. And some of those messages, such as don't put off for tomorrow what you can do today, were really good. That helps me motivate myself forward and keep moving forward. Um, There's also the one that there's always a way that my ancestors have taught me. There's always a way to figure out something and to keep moving forward. One of the lessons I wish to let go of is worry. Worry is what I want to talk a little bit about because to me it's it's um, some people worry that like a red badge of courage and say, well, I'm worried about you and I'm worried about so-and-so. And if I'm worried, that means I love you. And I have to say that to me, worry is like a cancer. It puts you in a hole and you can't move forward. You're tied up and you're stuck when you're in worry. And when you're worried... It's because you don't want to feel uncomfortable. And when someone comes to me and says, I'm worried about you, what they're saying to me is, I don't want to be uncomfortable. So if you change your life, so I'll be happy, so I don't be uncomfortable. And I'm sorry, but I can't change where I'm moving forward to in my life to at the, at the cost of someone else's comfort. And I know my daughter just took off and went to Asia for um, three months, and she'll be touring around and And I heard from a lot of family members, now's not the time to leave the United States. And I thought about this as I was on my hike yesterday. And I remember that when I went to um, Bali three years ago, I was told then wasn't the time to leave the United States. And that 20 years ago when I took my children to Costa Rica on a trip, I was told then wasn't the time to leave the United States. And my son, who sailed across the, the oceans six years ago, was told that that wasn't the time. To go. In fact, I had family members calling me, begging me to tell him not to do that. And as I told them, as I told my daughter who just took off, I hope she had a great time. I told them I would not be able to do that because it would be hypocrisy for me because I taught my children to go after their dreams. I remember he wrote in um, a blog that so many people are afraid that I will not come back and I'll die in this trip. But I have to say that if I'm not living my dreams, what am I doing here? And I hear that all the time when I get a little bit scared of something. If I'm not living my dreams, why am I here? So I want to talk about that now is the time. Now is the time. Too much of this is going on in the world right now that now is not the time. Or I'll wait till a different time to do it. And I, I have to say that now is the time. Now is the time for you to do what you've been inspired to do. Now. To get, to get up off the couch and to go after it. You know, the people who have inspired me in my life are Louise Hayes, who in her 60s created um, a publishing company, and in her 70s a radio show, and she has the I Can Do It conventions, and she's in her 80s still inspiring people with her life. And Dr. Wayne Dyers, who actually left this world still singing his song. What an amazing, amazing person he is. And then again, you, Yvonne Van Zan, Yolanda, I think how you pronounce that, is one of my greatest inspirations. She has had trials and she still gets up and tells us the truth and goes out and lives her dreams. Michael Bernard Beckworth and Tony Robbins. These are people, a few of them, that inspire me. I love that Tony will just say how it is, that he took what happened in his life and decided that he wanted to create a better world and went out and, and shares his message These people are what I want to give the red baggage of courage to because they are out there doing it now. And it is so important that you do it now. Now is the time for you to live your life. Now is the time for you to move forward, to create 
that inspirational life that others can look at and see and move forward from. We have been working on all of these different elements, creating ways to get the thoughts to the surface because there are 85,000 thoughts that go through your head each day and map those out and follow where they're going so that you can change your thoughts, so you can move forward. Now is the time for the action, the action part of that, the action part of moving forward. And I love it when you send me emails to tell me how it is that you're moving forward and what is going on in your life that's different. I love that, and I'd love to be to share that here on, on the site because I've, I've had some people share with me just recently how that it inspired them to change and do something different, to get out and to show their art, to to actually another person writing a book. One of my clients is writing another a book as well and moving forward. And another one is actually reconnecting with her children who hasn't had a connection with them for several years. So I love hearing this. And you can go to um, healingart.kp at gmail and send me your stories. I would actually, you can go to Soul Healers Path, which is my website, soulhealerspath.com. And you can connect to all of that. And I'd actually like to have you go in and, and give me some ideas what you think would be good for this book. I haven't come up with a title yet. I'm working on the, these uh, four elements and that we're going to be working on talking on the third one today. And I have a little contest. If you'll come in and you'll write and let me know what you think the name of that book will, will be, I would love to give a free schematic healing, intuitive healing to you. Now, when we're talking about past lives, there are some very sacred shamanic ceremonies that can be done to clear those past lives. And that is to go back and do soul retrievals and past life regressions and shamanic intuitive healings, which I do. And if you go to soulhealerspath.com, I will guide you through that, walk through the medicine wheel with you, help you do your healing. And today, I am bringing on one of these amazing people who can talk about past lives. Um, Denise Lynn is um, not only an inspirational author and just an amazing presenter, but she's my mentor. And I really looked up to her um, and what she's done. She has grown through a lot of um, struggles in her own life that brought her to where she's at now. She is... um, an author for Hay House. She has 18 books. Um, and she's researched healing traditions from cultures around the world for more than 47 years. She is a presenter, um, a radio host on Hay House as well. Uh, she is has a personal journey that began as a result of a near-death experience at the age of 17. Her life-changing experience and remarkable recovery sent her on a spiritual quest that led to her explore the healing traditions of many cultures, including those of her Cherokee ancestors, the Aborigines and the Australian bush. She is trained with uh, the Kahunas in Hawaii, um, Reiki masters. She has was adopted to the New Zealand Maui tribe. And she has lived in a Zen Buddhist, Buddhist monastery for more than two years. I'm so excited to have her. Now, we're going to take our break. And as soon as we come back, we're going to listen to Denise Lynn talk to us about past lives. So stay with me. Thank you. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. 
Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the Seventh Wave Network. Are you a spiritual seeker? Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers, but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the Ascended Masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Wave Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back. This is Christiane, the Mosaic Shaman, and I am so excited to have my guest Denise Lynn on today. Denise's personal journey began as a result of a near-death experience, as I explained before, at age 18. She's an international renowned teacher in the field of self-development. She's the author and bestseller of Sacred Space, an award-winning feng shui for the soul. And I've had the privilege of actually training with Denise. She is an amazing person, an amazing teacher. Welcome, Denise. Thank you. I am so delighted to be here on your show. I think it was like, I was trying to think about 2008. I actually heard you speak in 2005 and thought, one day I'm going to go. And in 2008, I was actually at your ranch training with you. It was was phenomenal. It it actually changed my life to be able to be here on the radio now. You You were an instrument for that. Well, I was inspired by you, too, and your journey. I always think we are all each other's teachers. And when you talked about the journey that you had been on, I just found that really inspiring. And I think it's fantastic you have a radio show now. So that inspiration that I found so many years ago, now many people can find. Well, I appreciate you saw that when I couldn't see it. <laughs> that's that's the gift you <laughs> Maybe have that's to be what able a to see that. Does. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Uh, so today we're talking about past lives, and um, I, I know that you are a, an expert in that field. So tell us some things about um, about how maybe your near death experience has influenced your research into past lives. Well, if I take a step back, having a near death experience changed 
everything. I was I wanted to be a scientist. I was 17 years old, and my parents were scientists, and my um, brothers and sister wanted to be scientists. And my brother went ahead, and he's an astrophysicist. And my sister became a marine biologist. So, so there's every reason to believe I would have become a scientist too, but for having had that experience where I, for a few moments, when the doctors thought, they, they thought I was dead. In fact, they told some people, they said, she died. But I saw this realm that was so real, and it was so real that it actually made my life up to that point seem like a dream. And there were some things that were familiar to me, but from this perspective, they seemed strange. One was there was no sense of time that everything was now. So another uh, thing that seemed so normal when I was there, but seemed strange within this, you know, human reality, I guess you'd call it, was that there was nothing out there that wasn't me. There's nothing, and and that everyone was one. And they sound like really nice words, you're in church, we are all one, but I don't usually experience that. I experience being separate. But in that place... There was, we were indeed one, individual but one. It was just so remarkable. And there was also a sense of being, being at the same time that there was no time, there was also a sense of being a part of a continuum. And one of the labels for that continuum is past lives, that having been here before in different forms. And when I came back, I wanted to find out more about that place. And so that really was what initiated my journey into spending time in Native cultures, spending a couple of years at a Zen Buddhist monastery, exploring past lives. So that that was truly a pivot point in my life. And um, I it, it ignited the quest I'm still on. So if, um, if I didn't believe in past lives, uh, which um, some of my illustrators may not, I, I know I do believe in it, but if, if, if I didn't believe in it, could I get value from um, from what your program is about regressions? And can you explain to me what a regression well, is as well? Here's what's so amazing. My, my, my father and my brother, being scientists, they belong to something called the Skeptic Society. Now, the Skeptic Society are scientists that try to debunk people, I guess, like me. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually think I got written up in one of their Skeptic Society journals. So... So it was not uncommon many years ago when I was traveling that members of the Skeptic Society would want to debate me. And I was in Australia, and um, there was an ABC interview down there, and the Australian head of the Skeptic Society wanted to debate me. So we did, yeah, you know, we did the radio debate. And then um, he said, I'd like to come to your event. So I said, you can come to my event, but you cannot argue with me. You have to experience it. So you have to not be thinking, you know, how can I defeat what she's saying, but just experience it. He said, okay, I'll do that. And at the end of it, I said, now, what do you think? And he said, I will never believe in past lives. I'm a scientist. I will not, I cannot believe in past lives. But he said, this is remarkable. This can change someone's life. And I thought that was such a poignant statement because you do not need to believe in past lives to get value from past life regression. Simply observing those images, and you could call them soul dramas, if you will, have been shown to have very far-lasting results and profound results. So, you know, at the end of at the end of the day, of you know, the creator comes and says, Denise, it was all a joke. There's no past lives. I say, yeah, so what? 
because it gets results. So I love that. Whether you believe in it or not, you can still get results. And the results are things like, um, we, you know, as human beings, we have patterns. We have relationship patterns. We have health patterns. And so a lot of those patterns can be diminished or completely relinquished simply from going back and changing original beliefs. So in terms of health, finances, relationships, all of those things can be improved through past life journeys. So what you're saying is things that we're experiencing right now in the present day can be changed by going back and healing some of the past life um, with the past life regression. Yeah, I can give you an example of yes. abundance. <clears throat> and oh, good. Growing up, we had very little. My, my parents believed that I don't, stuff was mundane compared to the mind. The mind was what was so important. And so, you know, I... I was born into a renovated chicken coop, and then my parents kind of squatted in some abandoned army barracks, and that was fine with them. I mean, they were chemists. That was their life was of science. It wasn't of the physical realm, the way they talked about it. So I grew up with very little. Most of our clothes came from either relatives, goodwill, or there was a place called Bargain City. So. Um, and I can remember even for a short period of time not even having enough money for food. So I didn't grow up with money. And then as an adult, I found that if I started to get money or any physical possessions, I felt um, stress. It was very stressful for me. And if someone had given me a gift, usually within an hour, I would give it away because I had this anxiety about having stuff. And we had, my husband and I, we just had a pad on the floor. I think we had two plates, um, one pan. I mean, we hardly had anything. And one day my husband said, you know, you've got to get over this pattern because this is ridiculous to live like this, with, with, you know, so minimalistly. I think I had one, one outfit that I would wash and work. I mean, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> and I went back into past lives and I saw that I had, taken not just once, but many, many times vows of poverty as a monk, as a nun, as a renunciate. And if you've taken a vow of poverty, even if it's a past life, that vow can stay with you lifetime after lifetime. So I was comfortable with nothing. And as soon as I started to get something, subconsciously, I was betraying my vow of poverty. So I literally went back, past life regression, and I relinquished those vows. And you can do that. You can go back in the past and you can change those decisions you made. You know, I will always, I will never. And amazingly, from the point I did that, our abundance began to grow. And I'm very abundant now. And, I go, and to me, the thing that shifted it was having taken that that vow, first of all, discovering it and then changing it. And people can do this with their health, relationships, finances, creativity, any area of their life that they're blocked. So you can um, bring into this life things from past life. So do you think that you're born into the family and the people that are going to help you clear that now because you, you're bringing it with you? So it wasn't something you acquired here, but you brought with you from another lifetime? It, you know, that can be. We also tend to pull to us. Um, and again, I said, you know, I, I was comfortable with very little, so it's not unusual that I would be born into a family with very little, that we will tend to bring the very same 
challenges that we did not conquer. If you've conquered a challenge, you don't usually get it again. But if you there's a challenge you've had, you don't deal with it, you get it again. And it's the same in this life. You know, I knew a woman who married three alcoholic husbands in a row. And she said, but Denise, I didn't know they were alcoholics when, when I married them. But she hadn't resolved whatever that was within her that, that was attracted to someone who was a you know, pretty serious alcoholic. So then she got it again, and she got it again. And finally she thought, you know what, I think there's a pattern here. So we see it in this life, but that same quality of where we keep recreating subconsciously the same situation until we can heal it or relinquish it also applies to past lives. So if maybe someone had a lot of money in a past life and then, you know, they were killed by the peasants, oh, you have money, you know, you... We will kill you because you're... So maybe someone who's had money but was killed or maybe someone in their family was injured because they had money will come with a very strong belief of if I get money, I will suffer for it. So every time they start to get ahead, they will sabotage it because they have a fear of it. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And and so and is I've this seen, is this the lifetime to is this the lifetime to clear that? Cuz I know you said things are it's when you're talking to me it seems that that when you first started in the in this practice of 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 healing past lives it wasn't really it was kind of in the closet sort of thing. People didn't want to talk about it. But now seems to be an open time where people, we can talk about past life regressions. We can talk about soul retrievals. People understand the language. And they've heard it before. So is there something different right now about this time on the planet for clearing this? Well, you know, there's an expression, the greater the darkness, the greater the light. In many respects, we're in a time of great darkness. I mean, environmentally, it's... It's a it's a hard time, and I mean just just knowing that there's so many countries with a nuclear bomb, and it would just take one nuclear big nuclear bomb to kind of set off a, a, a kind of a domino effect. I mean there there's so many things, you know, and there's there's a potential of pandemics, and and there's so many things that are a challenge to our society. There've always been challenges to societies, but they've been more on the the little the town or the city or but not globally. So it is in many respects a time of great darkness, but also the light that is occurring right now, and there's so much of it, is that when when we have such global challenges, I think there's a tendency to want to find out, well, who am I? What's my role in all this? How can I make a difference? How can I serve? And it it exaggerates those very human yearnings. Um, in this time of darkness. So I think religions are not really um, addressing our needs right now in the way that they have in the past. And as a result of that, people have kind of flocked away from churches and religions, and they're seeking something. They need answers. And one of the things that makes sense, and it's nothing new. I mean, there's cultures that have always believed in, in past lives and continue to this day. Um, so it's it's not this new emergence. It's just understanding that, hey, this can give me answers that I can't find in other places. I can't find in my religion. I think there is a longing to go within and find a connection to something that you can connect to personally, um, whether, you know, you call it intuition or you, or you call that your connection to God, higher source, whatever you want to call it. There is a longing that I see on the planet 
and I have it within myself to to want to find that connection. I think that's what brought me to this this path. Um, so, how do you share your talents with the planet? Um, are you talking about me personally, or how yeah, anyone can? Denise, yeah, Denise, um, how are you personally sharing your talents with the oh, planet? Okay, and, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then it would um, be great I to, for both. Yeah, the, yeah. The, I, I I teach seminars, I write books, but I, honestly, I think that, um, you know, well, first of all, I teach what I need to learn, and I figure as soon as I learn everything that I'm teaching, I won't teach anymore, and I think that's true of many people that are teaching, that if I listen very carefully to what I'm sharing with others, do you remember I said on the, when I had that near-death experience, so mm-hmm. really there was nobody out there but me, I was everything, but everybody was everything. Um, so that's what I personally do, but I think on an individual level, there is something everybody can do. Everybody can do. And what that is, is take time to reside in stillness. And my, my belief and understanding is that when we are silent, and especially in nature, in that silence, there are messages for us, messages from the Creator, messages from our soul, but we're so busy, you know, I think... Um, it used to be that people hung up after a phone rang for six seconds. Now it's people hang up after about two and a half seconds. That's mm-hmm. a really fast society. <laughs> okay, yeah, they're not that. there. I let it <laughs> ring two and a half seconds. They're gone. <laughs> yeah. So to be silent and then also to begin to overcome fear because there's fear or there's love. And so first taking time in silence. Secondly, to, to just... Look at what you're afraid of and find strategies to overcome it and release it. And thirdly, to begin telling the truth. Like, who who am I and what do I really feel? And often the body gives us clues to that. And when you begin to overcome fear, take time and stillness and then tell the truth to yourself. Like, and listen to your body, listen to the signs. At that point, you become a vibration or a frequency and it sounds kind of woo-woo in new age but really one person can make an enormous amount of difference simply by activating that frequency of understanding the truth of life understanding the messages in the stillness and that radiates out in all directions it's like a pebble dropped in a still pool and so my passion is to ignite this understanding in individuals because every person can make a difference. I believe that. And I, I, going back just for a second to the teaching what you learn, um, I found that once I started this radio show, all sorts of things started coming up for me to clear. I, I've never been in so much chaos and had so much joy at the same time. It's an, it's an amazing experience. So, so that all yeah, this come exciting in. exciting too because I'm assuming that you're sharing what you're going through, and as you share it, and as you share it, other people will say, "Hey, wait a minute, I've got that going on," and and they will, and as you find strategies and ways to overcome it or relinquish it, and you share those, people will they will be inspired by that. I love that. Yeah, I, I that's all my teachers. That's what they've taught me. The ones that I have drawn to, including you, have been the ones that are authentic. They really don't hide the fact that 
that they don't go out and say I'm perfect and I've got it all figured out. They say, wow, I had to deal with this. And I remember I listened to your radio show on Hay House and you're talking about the rooster in the yard and the things that are going on. And I, I love it because it's real. And I am a real person and I need to connect to real people yeah. that have real experiences in life. And uh, to there's no hiding. Um, there, if you hide something, it's the first thing people find. I have clients who tell me, you know, I don't have those emotions and I am, you know, I'm not angry. And I, you see it all over <laughs> in everything they're doing. Yeah. The, first thing, the first thing that, you, yeah. that, that comes to their minds when I explain to them, well, we see it. And yeah, so yeah, uh, just to be, and it, it's also really good to be uncomfortable because uncomfortable means I'm growing. What would you? Have, I'm mean, sure there's times in your life you've been extremely uncomfortable. Absolutely, and and there's two ways to deal with it. One way is like, how can I not feel this? And that's natural. None of us want to feel uncomfortable. And the second way, and it's the the way of the co- courageous being, is what. Am I meant to learn? What am I gaining? What is powerful and profound about this? And that's—it's hard. It's so much easier. Like, okay, I think I'll have quite a few drinks and watch some TV and forget about it. And certainly, I've done that. I'm like, God, I just don't want to deal with that. But it, in times of power, you stand up. Okay, there's value in this. I, it's, I don't like it, but I am going to learn from it, and I'm going to experience what is truly going on. And that's, again, that's, that's an act of courage. Yes. Uh, there's, a, there's a saying that no choice, that everyone has a choice and no choice is a choice. And so when you don't choose, something's being chosen for you. Um, yep. It may not be something you want. So, so just for a moment, let's talk about perfectionism. Because I know I've been talking about that a lot on the show here, that a lot of people are afraid to move forward because they're afraid of not being perfect. What is yeah. your take on perfectionism? Well, I am a recovering perfectionist. I, <laughs> I like things perfect. <laughs> but um, I've also understood that, that being perfect actually holds me back. And so I have a mantra that it's good enough, it's good enough, it's good enough. And lately, that's really been my mantra, it's good enough. <laughs> but um, the other thing I've done is I started to figure out all the things that were great about, let's say, you know, lack of self-esteem, because a lack of self-esteem means that you're not perfect. And I was astonished at because I thought, you know what, I've tried so many things to have confidence and self-esteem, and I still suffer from it, and maybe I'll suffer from it forever, so I should find out what's good about it. And there's so much that is great about having not having confidence all the time and not having self-esteem. And do you know that expression, um, the cracks are where the light gets in? It's so true. People that are totally perfect, totally confident, there's no room for, for anything new, unexpected, vulnerability, because everything is carved in stone. This is the way it is. And, and when I discovered that, I thought, you know, what? Actually, it's kind of cool not being confident all the time. It means I'm willing to look at life in new and different ways. Or if I was totally confident, I wouldn't. So I've discovered a lot of great things about not being perfect and great things about not being confident. And honestly, if the creator came and said, I can make you totally confident and totally perfect, and you won't even have to do anything, I'd say, no, thanks. I, I, I love it just the way it is. 
So, yeah, I like but being it, but teachable. But it is a challenge, I know, for many people. This idea of needing to be perfect. Well, then, then we're not teachable. And um, right. I like I like and to I, learn, and I, I like to grow. And uh, one of the things that I've had to work really hard with is not being angry when someone tells me how to do something. Because my first resentment is, don't tell me how to do it. Um, because if someone told me I couldn't do something, that was exactly what I was going to go do. And I've had to learn to mellow out in that area, um, especially in this last few <laughs> oh, years. Oh, it's a gift. I mean, pretty much almost every time when someone told me there was something I couldn't do or shouldn't do, and I went out and did it, and I succeeded. And I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're yeah. telling me yeah, I can't they're... do that? I am going to do it, and I am going to succeed at it. And I did. But yes. I used it as a motivator. So either you can now react and just go, hmm, they have an interesting perspective. But if you don't, then you can just go, okay, this is a motivating force. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've learned to look at that and that. say, is this going to get me where I want to go or is this not now? Instead of all of a sudden just deciding um, in a reaction that I'm going to react to it and say, okay, they told me I couldn't, so I'm going to. But I want to look at it now and say, wait a minute, will this move me where I want to go or will it not? And oh, then I can the take an action on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's true. not always easy, though. No, it's not. It's not. So um, just kind of going back to past lives for a minute, uh, interesting to tell uh, about the past life regression. What kind of gave me a little bit of a break of what it is that you would like to um, to to tell me if if I need to have uh, to believe in past lives to do a, a regression with you? No. Okay. In fact, as I've mentioned, um, yeah. people who don't even believe in past lives um, have gotten results from it. And I, I'm one of the few people in the world that regresses up to three thousand people at a time. And so when you're, when you're regressing a few thousand people up to 3,000 people, not everybody who shows up believes in past lives. And what's amazing to me is the people who don't believe in it, the people who are absolute skeptics, they're the people that become almost like raving fans about it afterwards because it's seeming like, the thing, yeah, right, I don't believe it, but you know, my friend dragged me to this, I think it's stupid, oh, and then all of a sudden they close their eyes and they're in another place and... And things change in their life as a result, and it seems so real. And they're like, "Oh, God, this is amazing!" But those are—they do. Those are, they're not like, "Oh, yeah, it was kind of cool past life." But those are the people that that are that are in shock because it was so vivid, and and made their life make so much sense. So, is there any way other than having regression to find out if you have a past life? You know, I wrote a book called Past Life, Present Miracles, and. And in it, I have a questionnaire, and I love, I, my questionnaire is so awesome. And if someone takes that questionnaire and goes through and answers those questions, and there, there's all kinds of questions. What games did you play when you were a kid? What, what um, kinds of countries have you always, or, you know, countries or time periods have you always been drawn to, time periods or countries you've never been drawn to? I mean, there's hundreds of questions. But when you go through and answer all those questions, at the end, you, you begin to get a profile of who you might have been, what those issues might have been, where you might have been, and all of that without a regression. The other thing to watch is um, deja vu. Also, you know, things like what games did you play as a kid or or do you have any talents that seem to come out of nowhere or any abilities or any fears or phobias? There's often past life connections with fears or phobias that don't seem to have their source in your current life. 
So um, that's a really good way to do it. And you can also get regression. I have some regression, um, what, what are they called, MP3 now. They used to be CDs and tapes. But, mm-hmm. but you can listen to those before you go to sleep, and it's not uncommon to have a past life dream, too. So those are some other ways people can do it without actually seeing a regressionist. Wonderful. You know, Denise, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, and time goes so fast when, when we're having these great conversations like this. Can you um, just let my my listeners know where they can go and find out more about you and your books? Oh, well, I, I have a website. It's Denise Lynn, that's L-I-N-N dot com. And I haven't been that active on Facebook lately because we're in the middle of a move, but I love my Facebook peeps, and so the best way to reach me is through Facebook. Um, but other than that, my website, and thank you so much for allowing me to let folks know how to reach me. Oh, wonderful. And um, you're also on Hay House, right, radio? Yeah, every Tuesday, 11, 10 to 11 o'clock Pacific time on Hay House Radio, and it's in the archives, too, and I love I love my radio peeps. Wonderful. Um, it, like I said, it's been so great to just be able to talk to you. I know you had a very busy schedule with everything going on, and, and you do run retreats and um, seminars, right? I but do. Share I a do, little and of I'm that looking too. forward to having folks come up to Redbud Ranch here in Northern California. To um, and uh, We're doing small retreats up here. We're going to be doing small retreats up here, so I'm really looking forward to that, um, having that time with folks up here. And I recommend you go to one of Denise's retreats. It was, like I said, life-changing for me. Put me on the path I needed to be on. And um, you're a great role model, Denise. Thank you so much for sharing what you do on the planet and with everyone. And like I said, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with me. I, I want to tell you I'm so grateful for that. Well, I am so. completely honored to be here. And I send you immense blessings. And I'm just so delighted about this radio show and what people are going to gain by listening to it. Thank you. Well, we're going to actually take a a quick break and then come back and um, let you know what's on next week. And Denise, have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 
This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. It was wonderful to have um, Denise here as a guest, and I, as I said, I've been sharing with you some pretty phenomenal people on the radio to um, share the gifts that they have with you and um, to leave you with some tools. And one of the things I'd like you to do is just take a moment. We're going to do a quick little five-minute meditation. I want to ask you to drop in with your breath to your heart. Take a deep, deep breath and allow yourself to go to that place where you are very safe and comfortable in nature with your breath, feeling connected to the earth. Put your feet on the earth, connect yourself to the earth, bringing energy up through your feet into your heart, moving in to that heart space, that place that your higher divine speaks to you. Going to that heart space and connecting with your breath. In this space, I want you to ask your higher source, the guide that that meets you in this garden space in your life, this garden space in, in your meditation where you go, what would it like to tell you about what you could do what your life would be like if you didn't think there were any limitations. Without any limitations in the heart space, right now where you're at in your life, what would you like to achieve? Where is it that you want to be? Who is it that you want to be? Without anything in the way and you could create anything you want what is it that you would create for yourself in this space and for a moment just see that see yourself as the divine you are the I am that I am see yourself in that space of being whole and complete and connected to everything that gives life around you. In our true divine nature of our connection to our higher source, there is no limitations. All things are possible if you believe all things. So I want you to really feel ingrain take that into your heart and your breath with your breath to what that is that you can be what you can be the possibilities are endless and in this space you have been given a message of what your life would be like 
without any any limitations. The true way to live life is be, do, have. Be all that you desire to be. And then take the action that is asked of you. And you'll have everything that you ask for. If it's divinely blessed and it is morally, ethically, legally obtainable, you can ask for it and have it. This is your mission statement. And with your breath, I want you to just really take that in. Pull yourself back into your body. Wiggling your fingers and your toes and all the elements of your body, pulling yourself back in. And then I want you to take today a piece of paper and write one page of what you experienced just for that brief moment of going inside and seeing what is possible. This is your mission statement. And I want you to look at it every day and read it. And train your brain to understand that even though you've not done this before, it's okay to look at it new. You've had all these tools. You can go back and listen to the, ba- the go back into the archives and listen to all the tools I've been teaching you for the last 11 weeks on the show. You can, um, if you missed any part of this show, you can go back and and listen to it seven days or six more days this week. You can go back and and hear the show again. And I want you to realize that there are people out there who want to make you move forward, want to help you move forward, want to make you everything you want to be, or want to make life easier for you, because we can't make you anything you don't desire, but we want to help you move forward. And I've been bringing those people on, and I myself will walk the medicine wheel with you. If you go to soulhealerspath.com, I will join you on the medicine wheel. I will help you obtain all the dreams that you want. I will do past life regressions, soul retrievals, and I will also do a free schematic intuitive reading for um, one person that a month that goes in and registers. And I will do that for you and guide you on the path. Because my desire, my mission statement is for you to live the most fullest life that you can. Now, the fourth area is creating a support system. We talked about awareness, education, and action. Now creating a support system. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. And that's the direction of Eagle. And Eagle takes us into a place to create all those things from a higher perspective. I'm also going to bring Aline Chapman on. She's a mentor speaker, international bestseller, author of You Can't Escape from Prison If You Don't Know You're In One. Her focus has been on teaching others the tools they need to unleash the power within, to break free from whatever presents them from growing, and to begin to love their lives and themselves again. She's also a dear friend and a beautiful, beautiful mentor. She has an amazing story to share about how she let go of what wasn't working for her and moved in to the life that she wants. She's the only author who's been endorsed by Bob Proctor. She is going to come and share her story with us about moving in to Eagle and flying above, creating the life that you want with the support of Eagle, which is the element of water. And please remember to go in and write what you think the book title should be to creating um, a new life and uh, taking the shattered pieces of our life and putting them back together um, at soulhealerspath.com. And I will also draw out somebody to give a free schematic healing for. And you know when you go to soulhealerspath.com, you get 
a free schematic clearing. It's the Bands of Protection on there video that you can download. I really appreciate each week that you're here walking the medicine wheel with me. I would like to continue to share what I know and bring guests onto the show with you. So go and let me know how this is changing your life. I would actually like to include some of your stories in my book. So uh, remember to go and send me an email. And may you have the most blessed divine life. May you always walk in light and love. And thank you to... The uh, Voice America staff, I have a wonderful staff who helps me, and and they're so flexible about working with the things that I need. I want to give them gratitude today, and I want to send gratitude to you today. In your writing, write 10 things you're grateful for today, because each of these steps I've been taking have led you to where you need to be. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.